0: So, hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest edition of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Now, on this episode, we'll be discussing why technology that powers and augments humans is crucial for 2021 industrial business resilience. Now, to help in this discussion, we have a very special guest joining us today. Tyler Huffstettler is the Director of Partnerships for Parsable. Now, before I welcome in Tyler, I'd like to give you a little background info on him. Tyler Huff Center is a connected work expert for Parsible. In addition, he serves as the Director of Partnerships for Parsible and is fellow with the World Economic Forum. He has led the digital transformation of Parsible's largest customers who are looking to improve productivity, quality, and safety. Now, prior to Parsible, he led teams around the world in both public and private sectors. He has built supply chains for energy and resource organizations where he worked to reduce risk with suppliers while ensuring readiness. Prior to entering the private sector, Tyler served as a captain in the U.S. Army, where he led in a variety of capacities around the world. He earned degrees in management and systems engineering from the United States Military Academy at West Point, as well as an MBA from the University of Southern California. So needless to say, we have someone who has a great background and a great experience. So with that, I want to welcome in Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, doing well, Lee. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're thawing out up here in Dallas after uh, some of that severe weather that we had here last week. Excellent. You doing okay, though? Yeah, you know, the family's doing well. Everybody is uh, has made it through. I think one of the bright spots is, uh, you know, communities helping helping each other, a lot of folks coming together and uh, leaning on each other through that time. So all in all, doing well. Kind of unusual to have that that weather here, but but definitely um, some some things to come away with. Excellent.
0: Yeah, and I'm in Houston, so I know I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So before so before we jump right into the discussion on on today's topic, can you just let uh, the listeners know a little bit more about what Parsable does, and of course, your role with the company?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. So Parsable is a is a connected worker uh, solution, and so really, what we help industrial companies do is drive um, efficiencies and productivity quality and safety. Um, what we do with organizations is help manage uh, where and how that work is performed in the field with, with distributed assets. Um, you know, prior to coming to Parsable, I worked um, inside of the energy sector. Um, it was kind of a unique organization for up and mid and downstream assets. Uh, during that time, uh, really with highlighted some of the need and demand for, for some of this technology. And so, um, I was eager to to join the tech world um, where I could help develop those solutions based on what our where frontline workers were seeing. Um, and that's where Parcel jumped out to me, just to be quite honest, is that you know there was no um, major solution right now that was doing that uh, at that time. And so I really wanted to jump in this space and be part of the development of something special.
0: Perfect. So let's go ahead and jump right into the discussion here. Um, can you just go over some of the core challenges that are facing the industrial world as we're heading you know, further into 2021?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that not to um, continue to blame anything on 2020, but it definitely highlighted some of our aging workforce that we have in some of the industrial companies. And some of the challenges that they're facing. So, in addition to to leading partnerships and and as a connected work expert for Parsable, I'm also a fellow with the World Economic Forum, where working with industrial companies on how to solve things like skills gaps, um, how to you know misperceptions of industry and loss of tacit knowledge. And so, I think one of the things that industrial companies definitely have to face or or reconcile with is that some of the folks that went home during 2020, maybe they're um, at risk or something like that is uh, how how do they solve those problems of new workforce that are, that's entering their ranks, um, you know, without losing key metrics of you know productivity and quality and safety. So these guys definitely have challenges, you know, set in, set forth in front of them. And um, I think that anytime you have new people that are entering an organization. Um, In a distributed manner uh there there's always that risk of safety and you know the mantra you know just be very frank the mantra has always been do more with less um that wasn't always the case but it, it truly is now right so how do we how do we arm people to to do it uh in the most efficient manner is really the biggest challenge for us
0: yeah and that's a great segue to my next question because of course knowledge transfers is one of the The very, very difficult challenges, of course, affecting the industry right now. But the the majority of people who listen to this to this podcast are usually engineers. And so they love technology. And so this is a great segue into my next question is what is the role or what what role will technology have in supporting businesses through these challenges that you just mentioned?
1: Yeah, so, so there's a lot of different solutions that, that are doing some great things out there. From my experience in working uh, with frontline workers um, and in a connected work environment is, we have to think about how, how technology can help us interact with machines, with equipment. We have to think about um, how we're getting the updated work procedures based on time and location, and really what that machine is telling us needs to happen. Um, You know, from my experience in working in the oil field, uh, if we were doing an overhaul on a compressor station, um, you know, in the past, you're out there with these massive job packets. You might have somebody that's new on the job tied to a veteran. Well, that veteran is no longer there, right? So now you have a younger person that's on site and you want to make sure, really, that they are, are performing the right work at the right time at the right location. And that's where we can use technology, right? We have to think about how the younger folks learn, how they operate, how they're taking um, information and digesting it and putting it into work. Um, so anytime that you can use technology as an enabler, it's going to be critical to do that. And and I think that one of the things, also the challenges that we see in the industrial world is certainly a you get stuck in this, uh, in this mindset of, Oh, that's a good idea. Let's try that. Let's, let's do that. But I think companies really just need to buckle down and do um, stick with the technologies that aren't necessarily um, sexy and fancy and, and but that are getting their, their, their work done.
0: Excellent. And so with all of the use of new digital technologies that's going on in the industry, is is the human worker still going to be the most valuable asset?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I think uh, you know when we think about what the resources are at hand, there's I think the human resource is is the most critical. Um, I think at the end of the day, as an organization, we're always in a people person business. We want to take care of those um, that work with us, that work in our communities, uh, that are helping provide us with energy and power, as we just saw here in Texas, right? And so um, I think that. I'm a firm believer actually, in that we have to enable our workforce to execute their work in a safe and efficient manner. Um, Oftentimes there's there's been a huge amount of investment in back office tools, um, business intelligence tools, accounting softwares, a lot of AI, but what we're missing is the boots on the ground. We're missing where and how that work is performed And I think it's really critical that we take the time to invest with the people that are keeping the lights on for us.
0: Excellent. No, it's good to hear, because I think so many times when people hear about new digital technologies, they get a little apprehensive and I guess nervous that some type of robot or AI system is going to end up taking their job in the future. When it seems to me like the people I speak with, that's really not going to be the case.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think that you know there there's a time and place for for AI solutions to help generate uh, predictive maintenance um, issues, but you know it's it's really going to come down to the source of that data. Where is it coming from? Is it accurate? Uh, but then you know there's a lot of judgment calls that have to be made on the ground, right? That guy or or, or girl that's in there, that's turning those wrenches, that's checking those PSV valves. Um, that's checking a variety of other sens- um, you know, sensors or equipment. That's all stuff that has to be done by the frontline workers. And what we have to do is be able to arm them with the best tools um, that, that's feeding them the right information. And, and that's really getting information, too, from that equipment, right? When we think about what connected work means, it's, you know, am I standing in front of the right auxiliary unit? Am I in front of the right compressor um, station or, or whatever that might be? But getting that updated work instructions um, in a timely manner is is got to be the got to be priority. Like there's no negotiation with that.
0: All right, yeah, and that's that's another great segue into my next question here because I want to go back to what you mentioned, and of course the the most important thing within this industry is safety. So, how is the connected worker technology going to help these frontline workers uh, work, I guess, safer?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. So a lot of people think, alright, well, what does this boil down to and how does this actually apply to me or my facility or my, my field or whatever that might be? And I can speak from experience in that when, when I did work in energy directly, um, you know, I was in charge of the rotating equipment and start inside of a few power plants. Um, and one of the things that we did not have at the time and really the, the technology wasn't there yet. Uh, we're still using job packets, um, but is you know, a connected worker platform, right? If I'm using my, my digital work instructions, if I'm interacting with this machine, with this, with this piece of equipment, and it's giving me dynamic work instructions based off of my inputs, based on the conditions there, then that's what's helping keep me safe, right? So for example, um, I was in a power plant and we had a uh, a couple contractors on site they de- didn't necessarily know the location uh, of uh, certain valves that they were supposed to go in and check. Uh, they thought they were at the right location. Um, and, you know, we have a PSV valve that pops and they, you know, they get sprayed by, by steam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not a, the unfortunate thing is that that's not unique, right? We see safety instances every year, a lot of stop work issues. Um, you know, we saw in Texas City with valve issues, uh, and so a connected worker platform really helps someone, you know, say Tyler or Lee, uh, you know, am I standing, am I at the right PSV valve? Have I locked out and tagged out the proper way? You know, being able to have that verification of work immediately uh, is just absolutely critical, right? And then being able to communicate back and forth with with your supervisor uh, wherever he or she might be sitting, for sure.
0: Excellent. So, you talked about the safety aspect of connected worker. So, I guess right after safety is, of course, productivity. So, I'm kind of curious then how that connected worker technology is going to help frontline workers be more efficient, especially when we're seeing so much uncertainty and challenges in, the, in today's market. So, I was wondering if you can go a little bit more detail into that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that anytime, uh, you know, there's a productivity challenge, uh, you know, the mantra of do more with less, you know, if if Tyler is now carrying the job for Lee and Joe and Sarah, wherever they might be, um, I'm now having to go back and check and verify. Am I doing the right procedures? Am I doing X, Y and Z appropriately? When you have digital work instructions that are feeding you what to do at the precise location that you're supposed to be doing it, that's how we're improving productivity. Right. Because now we're not stopping and going back and checking in. Did I do X, Y, and Z? Um, I think that any time that you can use uh the the just-in-time work instruction mindset uh will be very, very helpful.
0: Excellent. Well, listen, Tyler, we we can't thank you enough for providing us a few minutes of your time today, especially to discuss these crucial topics. Uh so definitely really want to thank you. Uh, for giving us a few minutes today. Uh, And so with that, I want to thank all of you for listening to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Mm -hmm. Column.